Welcome to SDG Lessons from the Northlands, a podcast produced by the UMIA Network for Future Global Leaders. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, SDG Lessons from the Northlands. Uh, I'm very happy to tell you, listeners, that we have two special guests today. We have Valeria and Heywan. Hello, how are you doing? Hello. We are good. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Good. How do you feel the weather is like right now? Uh, it's better. It's getting better. But I think uh, we are very close to winter. Yeah. The thing is no rain. Without rain, it's easier, right? It's better. Yeah. Or you prefer rain? Uh, sometimes I prefer rain, but I like this weather. It's yeah. positive at least. Because when it's uh, kind of negative, it will be slippery. So yeah. So I it's like sweater weather, but no ice and no no slippery. Yeah. And no wet. No, no wet. wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. I like it. Well, today uh, I want to introduce uh, more about their background. So why don't you tell us a bit more about yourselves? Who are you? Where do you come from? And how are you here in Sweden? And why? Okay. Uh, like uh, as you introduced, my name is Heywan, and I come from Ethiopia. Uh, for those who don't know Ethiopia, the best one that is of Africa in the whole of Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, I come here to study constitutional and human rights, a master's program. Uh, and uh, I'm here because I'm a scholarship student of the Swedish Institute. Okay. Um, and I'm in Sweden for the last one year and one month. Not two months, actually. Oh. Yeah. So it's a 14 months total yeah. since you've come here. Yeah, 14 months. And how are you feeling here? Stay here? Stay here. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's pretty similar to Ethiopia, right? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never left my country before. Mm-hmm. This is my first time. So for me, it's a kind of life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. And from like... Uh, in Ethiopia, those are like... I don't know how to say, but I can't say it's like normal. There's no big difference. There's no no extreme weather. Mm-hmm. We don't have snow. Mm-hmm. No darkness at all. I mean, it's 12 hours day and 12 hours night. But here, uh, it's, for <laughs> me, it's a, it was a kind of weird for the first time when I see like the darkness during daytime and the snow. But it's awesome. I like it. No, good. Good to hear that. All right. Well, what about you, Valeria? Talk us a bit about yourself. Um, I came from Ukraine. Uh, in Ukraine, I uh, got my bachelor and master degrees in law, and then I worked in a law company. Uh, after that, I understood that the sun changed something in my life and do something really cool. So uh, I was lucky to get a scholarship from Swedish Institute. So as you and I came to Sweden to study constitutional law and human rights to UMA. And uh, now uh, I'm doing internship on a law faculty in my university, together with Ivan. And uh, I think it's a really cool and life-changing experience. Uh, I couldn't say that uh, Sweden is totally different, like Ethiopian, but uh, um, there are some differences. Uh, in the same time, it wasn't very difficult for me to adapt to Sweden. Yeah. And I've been in, uh, to Sweden before, just as a tourist, so I knew where I'm coming from. So, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think you have uh, mm-hmm. these boots and a winter jacket when you come, but... Uh, you had to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, actually, I needed to buy something too because Emu is not a Ukraine. Uh -huh. Emu is a North, and something very new for me also. Mm -hmm. But um, of course, it's not that different. Yeah, it's less different, let's say. Yeah. Than Ethiopia. Yeah. Hey, well, I forgot to ask you. What did you study before coming here? Yeah, I, I did my bachelor in law. In law, so and you're a lawyer as well. I'm lawyer, but I also have uh, this accounting and finance degree. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Finance? Yeah. Hmm, how did that happen? Uh, because when I did my law program, did my bachelor, it was for five years. Then uh, I think like uh, I was also interested in economics, but uh, I thought like maybe it's good to study accounting and finance in the night enrollment in the night program. So when I did my bachelor in the law program, then I did also my accounting in the night time. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Very driven. Yeah. <laughs> so Valera said that she has some work experience before coming here. Did you work uh, like formally before coming here? Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, assistant lecturer at the same university. Uh, after I graduated, I immediately joined the university as a assistant lecturer. Uh, yeah. So I've been teaching there like for a year and a half. Then I've been also working with these extracurricular activities like. Uh, uh, Legal services, which uh, have been working with the European Union Fund too. So, yeah, I've been working. I have, I'm also a member to this uh, uh, civil society organization. So, I've been uh, giving like this legal service and awareness creation in human rights because I was interested in human rights since I was a law student. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it was like my dream to work on this area. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I've been working with this civil societies before I came here. Great. So we have two lawyers here, mm -hmm. very young lawyers, mm -hmm. and I'm a doctor. I don't know anything about lawyers, mm -hmm. uh, especially about your master's program uh, subject, which was constitutional law and human rights. Is this correct? Yes. What does this mean? What What does a lawyer with a constitutional law and human rights specialization do? Um. Let's start with master program. Mm -hmm. uh, that um, consists of few courses. Uh, we learned about constitutionalism, rule of law, human rights course, uh, also right. balance of power, mm -hmm. constitutional enforcement. Uh, but it's very difficult to understand uh, uh, for people who uh, don't st study law. And uh, I don't know who to explain it in easy words, actually. <laughs> what we can do in future, I think we can um, work in uh, government organizations or uh, non-government organizations yeah. uh, deal with uh, human rights issues as well as uh, constitutional law yeah. issues i think uh, our program is like kind of unique mm -hmm. because you can find constitutional law as uh, by its own as a master's program in human rights but our program is like it's a joint one like uh, i think it's a unique i haven't found yes it. i agree and it was only first year when they uh, yeah. launched this program yeah we are the first graduate of this program you're the first one yeah. yes you're the first generation yeah, yeah for oh. new version of this program right. yeah. <laughs> it's still one year or is it more now yeah and uh, as kevin said uh, i think it's really cool that they combine two years and yeah, because uh, it's uh, like in the human rights, most of the time people go, it's international rights. Yeah. And uh, but now when we study this, in order to protect human rights, the constitutions have also a great role in mm -hmm. protection of human rights. Uh, even if the country is uh, signatory to this international documents, but 
if they have a problem on the implementation and if they didn't give recognition on their constitution, then it will be hard uh, for the international society to enforce this human rights uh, because it's uh, human rights is like a kind of uh, uh, like argumentative because it is about the it's uh, always the obligation for the government but right to the peoples so it depends on the willingness of the government like to enforce or implement these human rights uh, laws or rights so but when they have like this good constitution that uh, with the rule of law and that can uh, be useful for the implementation of this international human rights, then it would be good. So. Okay, so, so what I'm getting is that normally or traditionally they have been different subjects, yeah. but now they've been mixed at UMIR, for example, mm -hmm. and now you can see a relationship. How important it is to have them together because there is definitely a relationship between constitution and human yes, rights. Yes. So, this makes me wonder if having two different subjects in one one year master program make the workload very heavy or not. Was it chill or was it like a hard master's program for a whole year? I think it was in between. Sometimes it was uh, okay. Uh, it, it's never very chill. It was okay, but sometimes it was very hard, especially when you just start to study uh, in university outside of your home country you study in different language, it's very difficult. But then it's getting better and better and it's very important to have good colleagues and uh, good teachers and what we had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was very, very interesting uh, atmosphere. We learned a lot from people from different backgrounds, from our teachers. Yeah. So it was difficult, but uh, not too difficult. So we had yeah. an opportunity to enjoy our life anyway. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think the course starts like somehow default, especially this rule of or something. But the teachers are really like nice, and they are like really interested to teach. And the way they teach you like really makes you to become more interested in the courses. So I think it, we had also fun with our classmates. I mean, they're from like different area, mm -hmm. so it's like a life changing experience. And when we uh, when they teach us about the constitution, they usually ask each of us about our country constitution. Mm -hmm. So everyone is talking about their country constitution. Mm -hmm. and something. So it was uh, really a nice experience. Yeah. Enriching, yes. And and uh, but you have to be a lawyer to do this master's program, right? Okay. Or there were people yeah. that were not lawyers. No, you should have uh, I think hundred twenty credits in law, mm -hmm. a bachelor yeah. degree in law. Okay, so so. I think I get a better grasp of what this master program is, but to nail the nail, <laughs> uh, what kind of issues do you tackle in a global or national scale once you graduate from this master program? What kind of problems or issues do you try to solve? I think it depends on our interest. We can do on both areas, on the constitutional law and the human rights, then at the same time we can also combine and work on these areas. I mean, for example, in the classes we have been discussing about different country constitutions, their problem with the rule of law, and at the same time we also try to cover these European Union laws, both mm -hmm. human rights and also other general uh, European Union laws. Uh, so I think it's, it depends on your interest. If you are like more interested in the constitutional area, you can work on that one. And if you are interested in human rights, you can work. And if you want to work on both, then you can combine and work. Mm -hmm. Like NGOs and different government organizations in the universities. Yes, uh, and uh, I want, just want to add that 
there are always some human rights issues or constitutional law issues in any country. There are no, uh, there is no perfect country in mm -hmm. this world um, where you can go and they don't have any problems or don't face any challenges. So there is always something to uh, fix, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a very broad area. Uh, so now I think a lot of countries face uh, some crisis. Uh, in the constitutional law, it's uh, usually a rule of law crisis. Uh, in human rights, I think uh, a lot of people now can hear from media about uh, issues, different issues. Um, and now it's very relevant topic is sustainable development uh, goals, mm. which also related to human rights, like yes. uh, fighting poverty, gender equality, uh, peace. Mm. So we have a lot of things to yeah, I understand. So, so it's a broad subject. Yeah, it's very broad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what you've already talked a bit about this, but what would you say are some of the major global issues regarding constitutional crisis or human rights crisis currently in the world? Mm. Let's exemplify. Um, for example, in the classes uh, we've been talking about like this uh, uh, Poland in Hungary case about this. Uh, uh, the independence of Cortes, uh, mm -hmm. about this, um, what do you call the uh, uh, pension, the age of the judge, the, the, the government, I think it's Hungary or Poland, one of them, sorry, if I don't remember exactly which countries, but they tried to uh, amend the constitution with the age of this the judge, at what age they need to be, what do you call Retirement. Yeah, retirement age. Oh, Thank you. Uh, the retirement age, which is really affecting the independence of the judge. So oh. we discuss about this. What the, when the governments are like trying to interrupt or interfere in the other organs, like uh, the judiciary or the executive or the legislative organ. And at the same time, this migration or refugee issue is also like mm -hmm. a burning issue. Uh, refugees are like it's one of the main human rights. Uh, they are protected by the general human rights documents. At the same time, they are also protected by these uh, documents, which are uh, independently like applicable for these refugees or immigrants, like the Refugee Convention. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, nowadays, different countries, even like in the European, they are like uh, they are turning their face against these refugees or uh, migrants, like what's happening in Italy and yes. what is now happening in America that's uh, building this fence and something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's always like something, right? Always. For example, there's always presidents that want to stay in power. For example, yeah, it happened yes. in my country. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I see that. Yeah. As you said, it's constantly need of someone that knows about constitutional law and human rights. Yeah, yeah it's just not possible to highlight uh, the major issue. Mm -hmm. uh, all issues are important, so we mm -hmm. can say that first we should uh, fix uh, migration issue, and mm -hmm. then we should fix something else. It's all, everything is important, mm -hmm. so we should just do everything one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, makes sense. So, just to wrap it up, one last question, if I may. What message would you give to future master program students or to young leaders who might be listening to this interview that want to make an impact on the world, maybe talking about constitutional law and human rights? What message would you give them? Uh, I mean, uh, you mean uh, for those who want to learn this program? Yeah, to, to oh. those who want to join in. 
Okay. Uh, and then the first requirement, there are like requirements within like the program, the department. Uh, they need to have like a background in the mm -hmm. first place uh, because this is not out of the blue when you join the master's program. Mm -hmm. You are expected to have these grounds in law. I mean, you need to know about rule of law, about constitution, about this balance of power, uh, type of government and human rights. These are like uh, basic knowledge as mm -hmm. a law student. And uh, you need to know that especially about constitution, that constitution is not only about law, it's also a political document mm -hmm. which is uh, mostly shaped by the government. Uh, so we need to balance this the politics and uh, the law and the right of the people. And uh, regarding human rights, it's good to have in mind that human rights like an international which is given for every human being. It's like inborn or yes. innate right for human beings. So if they have this in mind and if they are really interested and if they want to help the people in the world, then they are welcome to do this program. Okay. It's really interesting program. And uh, to add to this great speech, <laughs> I just want to say, just do it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, uh, a lot of people think that it's very difficult, it's not possible to get a scholarship, to move mm -hmm. to another country, it uh, might be scary and uh, something else, but uh, just do it and everything is possible. What mm -hmm. we learned after this year that everything what you want is possible to achieve. So just, uh, if you want to change something, I'm sure that you can be a person who can change something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great, yeah. So on that happy note, we'll be concluding this interview. Thank you very much, Heywan and Valeria for giving, giving us this opportunity and time to to be able to chat a bit with you and hopefully we'll be with you in future episodes to talk a bit, a bit more about this. Yeah, I love that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank Take you. care. Bye.